everybody, and welcome back to the Engine Builder Show. Our topic for today will be three simple steps to build strong business partnerships. If you want to learn more about this, then definitely tune in. Again, enjoy the show. Good morning, everybody. There was always a time to learn. morning everyone hope you're doing well and thank you for taking time to, to tune in and listen um, whether you're live or, or listening to this later i appreciate you taking time to be a part of the show and i en i enjoy doing these every day um, so if you ever have questions um, that you want me to answer on the show you can just comment with those you can shoot me a message at businessmarketingengine.com just use our contact form there whatever is easy for you um, or you can shoot me a message on social media because I am always happy to, to answer any questions that I have that you might have around marketing, entrepreneurship, uh, leadership, and anything that I can do to support you, I would be glad to. So definitely definitely put those um, questions out there and I'll cover them for you. Uh, and as Jethro mentioned, we're gonna talk about three simple steps that you can use to build a strong business partnerships. And the reason that I, I wanted to share this today is over the years of being in the entrepreneurial space, having a lot of, uh, unfortunately failed partnerships have also having some good really successful partnerships over the years and also walking a lot of my coaching clients through um, dealing with an ineffective partnership or something that's just not going to be effective or productive in the long run um, i've learned a handful of things that when you apply them will allow you to make the right decisions as it relates to you know bringing in a partner bringing in a vendor um, even choosing you know the right the right kind of guide or mentor to work with in your business. Um, it's also something that I talk about in Atomic Words, which you can pre-order at atomicwordsbook.com. If you get a, a copy of that and you forward me your um, receipt that you get, then I have some awesome bonuses that I'll share with you as well. So you can forward the receipt to Gabe Arnold at bmeweb.com. Um, when you if, when you pre-order it, like I said, I've got some some awesome bonuses we're giving away for those that pre-order. Um, so I, like I said, I do talk about this in depth in the book, uh, but what I want to touch on today is um, how to really just, you know, the, the three keys that if you use at least these three keys, you'll be in much better shape as you consider who you're going to work with, who you're going to partner with. And from a partnership standpoint, I'll define that a little bit and then we'll get into three keys. In my mind, there's a few, there's different levels of partnership, but uh, in a lot of senses, when you you know, work with a new vendor. Um, if you're just hiring somebody to perform part of a, you know, part of the tasks in your company, um, when you hire a mentor, a coach, um, or in, even when you hire a new team member or you bring in a VA, all of those are different kind of levels of, of entry level partnerships that are, you know, fairly easy to get into, fairly easy, easy to get out of if things aren't going well. Um, then there's, you know, the partnership level of you've you know, formed a company with somebody and you partner with them and you're doing a long-term project, you know, or doing a bigger long-term project where you have less flexibility of exiting that relationship. Cause I've been in legal partnerships with business, you know, in a business where it's been, I've had to go through court to, to resolve the issues because the partnership didn't really go as planned. So just be conscious of, you know, the fact that at each level um, you're going to have, you know, different partnership opportunities and you want to, to go wisely into those partnerships so that you don't end up partnering with the wrong person 
um, or you don't just you know partner with somebody that's going to be completely misaligned to who you are. And so my first recommendation, the first key that I think is is effective, and it's it's just step one. It's not the whole picture, but is before you jump into doing business with somebody, before you partner with them on any level, um, follow them. You know, on social media, get on their email list, go to events where they speak, um, get a good sense of who they are as a person. So look at them in multiple different scenarios and situations and see if they show up in a way that makes you feel comfortable. If, if you start to do that process and you see, man, you know, this person is, seems to be who they say they are. They're really consistent with their messaging, whether they're online or in person or, you know, writing emails, they're just, they're consistent about what they talk about. That consistency is a good thing to watch for. Um, but if you start to follow somebody and you see, man, like in one space, they act like this in person, they act like this, but then they post different things, um, you know, online. And then what the email out or, you know, they behave in this other situation isn't congruent, then incongruencies. Well, we all do have incongruencies. None of us are completely congruent and consistent. But when you see a large amount of incongruency or a lot of incongruency, uh, it's probably going to be it would be similar if you were to partner with them, you're going to they potentially are going to say one thing one day and then do something different the other day. Um, as an example, there is um, somebody that I followed that I was considering doing some business business with and partnering on a small project. And online, they posted a lot of positive things. They talked about, you know, they shared inspirational things. They shared about, you know, their fitness, what they're working towards, the goals that they had. But then in person, when I would meet with the, with this individual in person, they were always complaining they always were acting like they were depressed and, and they probably were depressed at some level. Um, and then when there were other people around, they said some really um, derogatory and disrespectful things about women that I just totally didn't agree with. And so that was immediately my indication. And it was good that I kind of followed them around and observe them before I did anything. But it was my indication that that's not somebody that I would ever partner with. That's against my beliefs and who I am. Um, and so I just decided not to move forward. So, so again, first step, first key is make sure that you follow the person, uh, you know, virtually and ideally in person at some level, you get to interact with them and see who they are in different scenarios, because that'll give you a good picture of how they're going to interact with you and the people that you may be serving if you partner up on something. The second key, um, you know, to, to really look at is observe how the individual that you're considering working with re responds to or reacts to, you know, adversity and um, adversity and criticism, because in projects, you are definitely going to run into adversity. Things are not going to go as planned. Things are going to break. Something's going to change. Somebody's going to be out sick. The specifications you had for the, you know, or the scope for the project is going to be incorrect. Sometimes you're going to have to go through and overcome adversity and people that accept adversity, you know, with a positive attitude and are willing to work through it and just understand that that's a part of life and business and they approach things calmly are a lot easier to partner with than people that react and go, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. You know, you idiot or the, the, that stupid person or, you know, if they're reactive and they're blaming others and they're not taking ownership of what's happening, that's how they're going to treat you too, in the partnership. So try to find a way to and observe and just pay attention to how they're going to respond to adversity and challenges that come their way. Also, you can you can get a good sense of this by, you know, when you're following somebody either, you know, online, you see this or in person when somebody receives criticism, when how they respond to that is a great indicator of kind of where their heart and their head is at, because when you see, um, you know, people who get, you know, somebody's trolling them, somebody's commenting or being negative about something 
in my opinion and experience, true professionals, true people that you want to partner with, people that really have the depth of character necessary to be successful, will either just not react to it at all, or they'll respond with kindness and say, you know, I'm, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way. Um, in my experience, it's, a, it's been this way, you know, and I haven't, you know, personally me, I haven't always reacted that way in a you know positive or productive way when people give me criticism or troll me or say negative things. Um, it's, uh, but now more so I'm great, grateful to say I've grown a little bit and I don't, I don't just react and respond back. Sometimes I will respond. Um, if I do respond, then I say, you know, I, it sounds like that's been your experience. I'm sorry to hear that. Or I'll just have an open, you know, comfortable, positive dialogue about what's being talked about, or I just won't respond because there's not, it, there's no point in riling the person up anymore. Um, and so when you look at who you're considering partnering with or working with, how they respond to adversity, the challenges in their life, and how they respond to criticism are great indicators of how they're going to be in a partnership or a relationship with you. Um, and so that's a really, you know, really important thing to pay attention to. And this third thing, if you've done the first two steps, this third step is equally as important. And, and it, it's the thing that I would do after, of course, completing steps one and two, but it's to, just to do a small test project together. Um, and that can be any something as simple as, hey, you know, let's spend a few hours and just trade time and see, you know, see how we work together on this project. Or I'm willing to pay you a small fee to kind of see how you work and just get, you know, get the basics of what it would be like if I have you become a vendor or partner of mine. Um, and just do a small test project that if it try to set it up in a way that if if it goes well, it's going to give you a sense of like, okay, great, this is who I would consider working with, and we can do more of it. So it could just be a micro project. If it goes really badly, again, try to set parameters for yourself, or if it goes really badly, you're okay, and there's nothing to worry about. Um, so you're, you know, if, if the project just goes sideways, and you and you blow, you know, a few hundred bucks, or maybe maybe even a couple thousand dollars, whatever your safe, safe parameter is there, if it doesn't go well, then you're like, okay, great, it was a test project. That's okay. We, we realize we aren't a good fit to work together. You know, feel free to keep what I paid you. Um, but you know, but it's it's not going to be a good fit moving forward. You want to set yourself up in that position, both from a mindset standpoint. Um, so you're not attached to the outcome and you're not, you know, worried about, you don't have certain expectations around it, but you're just going to test and see what happens. And also you want to set up a project from a time and financial standpoint that if it doesn't go well, it doesn't bankrupt you, you know, obviously kind of figuratively, but it doesn't put you in a position where like, man, I really needed that money. I shouldn't have done that project or man, I really could have used that time somewhere else. So set up safe parameters for that test project. And that's going to give you an opportunity to really pay attention to the details of how this person that you're considering, you know, partnering with at some level shows up. Um, do they show up on time to your meetings? Um, do they deliver what they promised on time? Do you show up and deliver what you promised on time? Are, are you able to perform at the level that, that you promised that you wanted to perform? Um, it's really both on both sides. Look at the details and ask yourself, is this really aligned? Is it going to go well um, if we do bigger projects together? Because Often I see, I've done this and I've seen young entrepreneurs do this as well. They get so excited about partnering with somebody, they ignore all the red flags of how, you know, the other individual isn't really going to perform at the level that's necessary, or they're not performing at a level that's necessary. And then they get into a long-term partnership and it's expensive and it's stressful and it's time consuming and it just, it drains all their energy. It slows any momentum that they had um, and it creates a ton of friction. So you definitely want to avoid that. So in the test project, Go in with your eyes wide open and ask yourself, you know, what 
what details make sense here that are going really well, what things are not going well, what would be an irritation if this was a million dollar project or you know a really big project. Um, really evaluate that to see if those details line up and if you truly feel aligned with the person. And so if you follow this approach and you are thoughtful and you know careful and consider the partnerships that you get into, then you can do so successfully. And so the first thing is just take time to follow them, you know, see them online, offline, get on their email list, however you can interact with them in different situations. That will give you somewhat of a picture of who they are and what they believe and what they say and what they do. Um, the second thing is see how they respond or react to, you know, adversity that comes up in their life or criticisms that come their way. Um, you know, I often I have kind of a rule, personal rule that if I see somebody complaining multiple times, you know, in a, in a week or two on my Facebook feed, I'll either unfriend them or, or unfollow them because I don't need that in my space. I don't need somebody that's always just reacting negatively or complaining about the adversity that's coming their way. Um, and so that's the same kind of thing. You just want to see how is somebody, um, you know, get a response to, you know, adversity and criticism. And then the third thing is do a test project um, to, you know, figure out how it's going to work between you and them. Maybe, maybe you're not the right partner for them, you know, or maybe they're not the right partner for you. Um, and that's okay. But do a small test project that you have safety to exit safely from a financial and time investment standpoint and pay attention to the details so that you don't get stuck, um, you know, trying to sell yourself on something that really should have never happened in the first place. So I hope that's useful as you consider who you want to partner with on whatever level it might be. Like I said, even bringing a team member on or hiring a new vendor or a coach or a consultant or actually partnering on paper with somebody, you know, and legally owning something together from a business standpoint, definitely take these steps, take your time. There's no rush um, to be in the position where you feel like you have to partner immediately with people. Um, if you take your time and you go through these three simple steps, and that will help you be successful in, in how you partner and who you partner with. So I hope you've uh, this has been valuable for you today. I appreciate you taking time, and I look forward to seeing everyone tomorrow. Mm -hmm.